welcome to this presentation from the Downey Seventh-day Adventist Church. We are located in the greater Los Angeles area at 9820 Lakewood Boulevard in Downey, California. We would love to have you worship with us any Saturday you are in our area. Good morning, friends. Let's begin with a word of prayer. Father, today as we uh, continue our series on prayer, Lord, we're going to talk about the supplication, presenting our needs to you. And so as we journey through scripture, as we look at the Lord's prayer, Lord, help us to, Lord, impart or imprint on our minds, Lord, and our hearts what you have us to learn today. And that, Lord, we can take these lessons and apply it to our life. In Jesus' name, amen. Martin Luther once famously wrote, To be a Christian without prayer is no more possible than to be alive without breathing. Prayer is so key to our life. It's, it's part of who we are. In fact, it's, it's the daily conversation that one should have with God, to be always in prayer. Now, many years ago, my first one of my first classes when I, I decided to become a minister I I went all in and I went to school at Walla Walla. Every Monday through Friday, every day at 10 a.m. in Kretschmar Hall, I think it was on the third floor, We I met in a small little classroom. To my left, I believe, was Tyrone. To my right was my, my dear friend Jody. And there was about, I think, eight, eight of us. We studied Greek 1. And it was a very... Um, awesome group. I, I'm still friends, even though I don't get to see them as much. We still message each other. But this this tight community that we we suffered through Greek, uh, the first year of Greek, there was another one to follow. And in particular, we studied Attic Greek that year. But one of my one of the things that our professor, Professor Ron Jolliffe, um, had us do was we would always uh, have a quick devotion, but also um, we would we would recite the Lord's Prayer, but not just recite the Lord's Prayer, but in Greek. So we'd have a quick, we'd find a text, we'd parse it, and and we'd try to give like some kind of devotion or glean a lesson from it, and then we would pray this prayer. Hutosun prosukeste humes. In this manner, this is how you should pray. Pater Hemon, our Father. I'm just going to continue to read it. Ha entois uranois. Agiatheto ta anamasu. Eltheto ehebasaleasu. Genetheto ta telemasu. Hos en urano. Kai apiges. Tan arton himon ton epiusion dos himin semaron. Kai afis himin ta afelamata himon. Hos kai himes afekamentois afelatais himon. Kai me esinenkes himas es Perasman, alarusai himas apotu poniru. And this is the Lord's Prayer in the Koine Greek. Different reading, different way of listening, and and I've I've always this has been uh, so dear to my heart that as I've continued and I've ministered, I've always remembered and I've always reflected this prayer of going going deep, but. Jesus literally gives a, 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 a lesson in how we can pray. And he, it's a basic prayer, but yet it is so important. 
We find ourselves in Matthew chapter 6. There's also another Lord's Prayer as well in, in the book of Luke. But today we're going to focus on Matthew. And Jesus is having to deal with uh, people who are, uh, the, he and the disciples are uh, have been out and about. And then he, as he reflects, as he's he's on the Sermon on the Mount, he teaches the people how they can pray. And so this prayer, Jesus is teaching how to pray in this this what we call the Sermon on the Mount. Three pages, Matthew, sorry, chapters, Matthew five, six, and seven. And so here, Jesus gets right to the point. Where in, in verse one, he says, be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, don't announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be honored by others. Jesus is, is basically pointing out, hey, don't be doing these things to try to draw attraction. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that you may be giving in secret. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Jesus was in a time where people would would try to show publicly and display that they were trying to be good people. But God knows our hearts. And so he then goes even deeper. And in verse five, he writes, I say, he says, and when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners by others to be seen, to be seen by others. How appropriate where just a couple of weeks ago, we, we discussed the story of the Pharisee and the one who was standing and he listed his accomplishments and then he puts down uh, the tax collector Thank God he wasn't that tax collector. Thank God he wasn't a robber or an adulterer or a thief. But that's not how God wants us to pray. That's not how God wants that. God doesn't want us to have this attitude. God desires an attitude of humility. And ultimately, what we're going to discover is a dependence on God. So in verse six, Jesus, he says, but when you pray, go into your room to close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, don't keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Don't be like them, for your father knows what you need before you even ask him. The beautiful thing is that God already knows what we need. But I think it's also important, one of the reasons that we also have to pray and, and need to pray is also not only our, re- our recognition of our dependence on God, but as well to, to be truly reminded that it is God with God that all things are possible and our, our dependence on God. So at this time, people were, were probably more interested in trying to be heard and seen while praying rather than being sincere in their prayers. Now, is is Jesus saying that we should only pray alone and only pray in a closet or or some separated place? No, because prayer is individual. Yes, we need to pray daily. So prayer is individual, but it's also corporate. I mean, you look throughout the, 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 the book of Acts where the disciples came together and they prayed regularly, consistently. That was one of the key hallmarks of how the church just grew. 
And yet there's also Paul as well exhorts us to pray, uh, not just by ourselves, but with others. But Jesus here is dealing with a specific situation where people are trying to gain attention, be hoping that they'll look good in front of others. Where Jesus says, hey, enough, knock it off with that. When you pray, there's a time where you should be able to pray and, and don't even need to be seen by others. And I've also realized that it's also important when it comes to to, to especially being a disciple is that we always have to be ready and willing to learn. You know, people who uh, go to school, they, they go through kindergarten and they graduate from high school and then they go on to uh, getting their bachelor's and perhaps even a master's or even a doctorate, being a medical doctor. But the truth of the matter is that while we have learned much, we've been taught how to think critically, that's just building the foundation. When you actually start to do your job and you learn and grow and you get that on-the-job training, that's where the real learning grows. And the one thing that I've learned in life is that, one of the things I should say, I've learned a lot of things in life, but one of the things that I've learned in life is that not only to be uh, to do well in your job, but even as, as a follower of Jesus is a constant devotion to learning, to be humble, to recognize that you're never going to know everything, but to always seek the scriptures, to learn and grow and and, and to see uh, what is scripture telling you. And because, I mean, there's so many books, there's 66 books, and there's a beautiful thing in that it's going to be a whole lifetime to learn all of these scriptures, but how to be a disciple how to be a better lawyer, how to be a better pastor, how to be a better better uh, chef requires learning and growing. Now here, Jesus presents a template, a template on how to pray. And here, Jesus is addressing the basic needs. So this is how Jesus tells him to pray. This is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Already instantly as well, Jesus, he's giving adoration. He's, he's sharing that, hey, give God praise. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom, your, sorry, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. I love this prayer because basically it really is the Acts model, although the, 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 it's been changed a little bit. But right off the bat, Jesus begins with, we should begin with praise and adoration to our God to recognize who, he, who God is, our Father in heaven. Praise be your hallowed be your name. And it also begins with a personal, uh, pr- this prayer is, is personal in that it says, our Father. Someone that we can go to. And when you, when you hear the term, our Father, I, what does it come to mind for me that, that brings, uh, to my mind, strength, comfort, security. Someone who will look out for me. But not only that as well. And, and this has just been my experience, at least with my own dad. Um, you know, for some who've had a strained relationship with their father, they may not be able to see it as I do. But 
But in this, in this um, prayer, a father should be one who looks after their child, to care for, to mold, to mentor, and to grow. But here, in this prayer, I take comfort, I take strength in that God is going to listen to my prayer. As a child growing up, whenever I had a problem or whenever I had a question, I could always go to my dad. And even beyond that as well, I look forward to saying, hey, dad, when can we go surfing? Or dad, uh, when can we go and do this? Or dad, I need help in this area. I need wisdom in this area. How should I handle this? So per, per, prayer is personal. And yet there's also this, this um, uh, reverence that Jesus includes as well, to be revere and adore God. And we've already studied this portion at the, at the very beginning, so I'm not going to elaborate on it too much. But then Jesus says, your kingdom come. And in the, in the gospel of Matthew as well, this is a key theme that Jesus is introducing in that, you know, when we pray your kingdom come, we often immediately think that, okay, yeah, you know, second coming and, and Jesus is going to usher his kingdom, but for Matthew, the kingdom is not just to be waiting, but the kingdom is now that that your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Why should we wait to follow God? Bring the kingdom now. Live now as we are going to live in heaven. Your will be done. Jesus is emphasizing the fact that in our lives, we should desire to live as God wants us to live today. And how, what, what is God placing in our hands and what is God's plan for our life? And ask, not only asking what God's plan is, but actually following through and living that plan. So your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Sometimes that can be kind of a scary prayer because then we got to follow up on it. <laughs> but those who follow God long enough know that it is always better to be in God's hands, to follow God, to be led by God. There are many blessings in following the Lord. Jesus then touches on the fact of uh, the physical, the, the, the time, timeliness, the aspect of prayer. Give us bread. So give us today our daily bread. And talking about the fact that Jesus is talking about our daily needs, not even tomorrow or in the future, but today. To trust in God today. Taking care of our needs, uh, the desire, the need for water, the need for, for literally food. To be able to sustain us, to move forward. But as well for you could take the, the bread. The bread could mean many things of what it needs to sustain us to move forward. Our, our, and our needs are being met for that day. God desires to care for us. To, to, to be able to supply whatever it is. Maybe to get to a job for that job interview. To be able to have wisdom to handle a particular challenge that you're facing, whether in home or at work, God will help us through that. That is challenging us. What it all is also saying is that we depend on God 
for everything. Not just little portions of our life, but but all aspects of our life. God will see us through. And then there's also a moral but also spiritual aspect in this prayer. And that is in to forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. Forgiveness. As a disciple, forgiveness is a key characteristic in the life of a follower of Jesus. As we know, God is the only one who can forgive us. And our salvation is only through God, through Jesus. Thanks be to God who loves us so much. He would rather die than to live without us. And so God also, as, as we know, God has forgiven us. Thanks be to God and has offered us life, eternal life and a, and a desire to not just offer us life, but also to walk with us. But there's also another side to that coin and that God has loved us so much. We also should be forgiving of others who have harmed us. We've had the benefit and the blessing of being forgiven. Why not? Why should we not also forgive others? So when someone asks for forgiveness, yes, we should forgive them. And perhaps even too, however, that may not always be the case. Maybe someone has harmed you and they don't see their actions as harming. Maybe they're just saying it because, well, I can say whatever I want to say and I'll speak the truth. Yeah, you can do that. Consequences of how you also say it too. Or perhaps you had a great argument with a parent or a loved one. And before you could reconcile, their life ended prematurely and you don't have that ability to have that conversation. There may be a point in your life where you need to forgive them. Because holding on to anger, holding on to grudges, thoughts of revenge, they do no good. They only harm you. It's like poison. Do you want to drink poison and have that poison and acid in your stomach and ruin your stomach and then in turn affect your whole body? It's not worth it. So just as we have been forgiven, we also need to forgive others where we have been harmed and where we have been wronged. doesn't necessarily mean that we need to let those negative actions continue because, you know, you can say, I, I forgive you and I love you, but... For my safety, I can't see you. So just as we've been forgiven, we also need to forgive others. And then in verse 13, Jesus says, And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. There's many things going on in our life, many negative things, a lot of evil, the devil, is intent on doing harm. And it's important that we also pray a prayer of protection, that God will deliver us from the evil, to keep us from the devil, and and ultimately that God will build a wall of love around us to protect us from the devil's attacks.
This prayer may not be a long prayer, but it's a simple prayer. And yet I think there's also, there's a lot of truth and a lot of goodness in that prayer. We get to the point. I'm not saying that long, beautiful prayers are bad, but there's a simplicity in this prayer that it's to the point. It's honest. And here we can build on this prayer. So Jesus, he talks about adoration. Give God praise. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Talks about the fact of that we should live our lives for God. To ask God, God, what is it you have for me today? What is your will for my life? But also to follow through on that, to live for God. And as verse 11 says, give us our daily bread. God will supply our needs. And forgive us our debts. May we be forgiving of others as well. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. May the Lord protect you from the whims of the devil and evil that is around us. Simple prayer, but yet so potent. And I hope and pray that this prayer will be a foundation for you that you can pray every day. That you give God praise, that you will follow God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And to love others, to be dependent on the Lord, to trust in God. That you may move forward with confidence. And in the good times and in the challenging times, God will be there for you. Max Lucado writes, Christ has provided more than a model of prayer. He has provided a model, actually, for living These words do not tell us what to say to God. They tell us how to exist with God. So may the Lord bless, lead, and guide you. And as this week, as you continue in your small groups, may you grow. And I pray that as we learn how to pray and present our needs to God, give your needs. God, I don't know how to handle this. Help me to know how to to deal with this situation. Lord, we need bread, literally. All of these things, we can come to the Lord. We can come to the throne of grace and give our request to God. And God will listen. And God will heed our desires. And God will lead and bless where God desires to help you. So have a great week, everyone. Let's pray. Father in heaven, Lord, we thank you for the opportunity once again to come together to share and as well to study. God, we are so thankful that you have given us a template to know how to pray. And as always, Lord, may we always give you adoration. And Lord, as well, Father, forgive us for our sins. Lord, there are so many things we can be thankful for that you are blessing in our lives that we don't even see. And God, finally, as we've talked about today, our supplication, our, our needs, Lord, we present them to you. So be with them. And until, the, until we meet again, keep us safe, watch over us, help us have a great week. In Jesus' name, amen. May the Lord bless, lead, and guide you. Take care. We hope you have been blessed by this message from the Downey Seventh-day Adventist Church. 
You can find more messages at www.downychurch.org. God bless.